We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the October 24th edition of the podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down what we learned on Tuesday, Wednesday, and everything in between. Not much. Uh, there's a lot going on. But yeah, we'll talk about uh, substitution patterns, injuries, matchups, who guarded who, stuff like that, that we could use for DFS or any season-long players out there that may be noteworthy on how we should feel about poor performances or really good ones. So, yeah, let's just start with it. We had the two games on Tuesday. D- didn't want to forget about those. Uh, both, what a night uh, to start off the season. Uh, both games are competitive, hard-fought games. Uh, just really good play. So let's talk about the Pelicans. They're probably the cloudiest of the bunch. And we kind of knew this. Both Gentry and the Pelicans beat writers were like saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be real all over the place with how they go it. Very situational, really besides Drew Holiday. Uh, and it looks like Brandon Ingram. Really the only two guys I would say are safe. Uh, so, two guys I know people were the most upset about are Lonzo Ball and Derek Favors, perhaps. Lonzo, probably more so. Uh, he was not very aggressive. I think that may have been part of it. He only had three drives uh, compared to Drew Holiday's 18. Um, and it's just how their offense flows better is to kind of break things up. Uh, it just wasn't working right. Uh, I thought he played well on defense. So, I think Lonzo, maybe just a short leash being on a new team uh, to learn the system. So, I still feel like Lonzo's going to eventually get it going. Uh, and I'm not buying this whole Josh Hart thing. He had a really good first half, rebounded extremely well. He's he's a good rebounding guard. Uh, so credit to him for eating into Lonzo's minutes there. Uh, and Frank Jackson eating into some minutes, getting some late fourth quarter run. Um, I'm kind of a Frank Jackson guy, but not really for um, DFS when they're healthy, but just keep an eye on that. Um, and then really the other side of this is, so I have kind of a theory. I think that Derek Favors' minutes got limited. Uh, one, because he looked a step slow, which we kind of knew. He's still not healthy, I feel like, from that preseason hamstring injury. And then two, I thought it had a lot, again, to do with Drew Holiday. So they put Pascal Siakam on him a lot. And I feel like that really messed up the flow of their offense. And it just made no sense 
to have Pascal on Drew and then put a big man down low. And I feel like space is a bigger priority uh, for how they'd want to attack the Raptors on defense. So I thought that was kind of why Melly was out there. Obviously, he shot the ball great, 5-7 with 4-3. So 100 effective field goal percentage is outstanding. So, again, I feel like that's more situational. I feel like if teams aren't going to put bigs on Drew or be as aggressive in doubling him, then I think that it wouldn't be quite so melee heavy. So, um, you know, in the upcoming schedule, uh, what do they play? Dallas on Friday, I believe. Yeah, I feel like that would be a game where favors would be a little bit better because um, they're not really equipped. I mean, Chris Tapps is not going to guard Drew. And you would think that this is the perfect spot for them to start DeLon right. I mean, Carlisle even said, like, he's going to guard the Chris Pauls and Kemba's of the world, I think, were the two examples he gave. Like, Drew Holiday's pretty much in that class. So I don't think that that type of setup will really be affecting him as much uh, versus, like, a Maxi Kleber or somebody like that. So uh, I expect Favors to kind of pick it up. Um, and what could be, you know, a pretty good game. Uh, the Mavs are playing faster. They didn't really do a very good job limiting the Wizards on offense other than Bradley Beal. Um, they kept him, um, especially from three. But anyways, that's kind of the story there. Um Substitution-wise, we expected Nikhil Alexander-Walker to be Drew's backup. That was the case pretty much up besides the first game of the preseason. And then, again, last night he was straight Drew's backup. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it for that one. Pascal Siakam's legit. We knew this. Uh, he almost doubled his time of possession with the basketball in his hands compared to last year. I think it was like 4.7 to 2.5. Um, overtime did help him a little bit. But, yeah, I'm totally buying this kind of... I guess not this kind of output uh, with the high rebounding, but he's going to be dominating this offense. We mentioned him and Bam Adebayo are going to bring the ball up a lot. So I like him. OG Ananobi, big minutes. We knew this. Um, this is what we talked about really all preseason is OG Ananobi is going to get big minutes, 12 shots in the field, decent rebounding numbers. OG is going to be good, especially in good scoring games like this one we just went over with. Fred Van Vliet, another guy. Like These guys are going to get the ball a lot. Kyle Lowry's time with the ball was up. He played pretty well. Like, those four guys, Gasol was passive. I mean, they ran basically seven-man rotation with a little bit of Terrence Davis, the second mixed in there. That's probably going to continue. Uh, that was the, That's what they did in the dress rehearsal. We talked about that in a couple of my pods over the weekend. So, yeah, I mean, this, we knew this was going to happen. Toronto, you're just going to want to hammer those guys um, but they keep running with this rotation out there. There's going to be so much volume. They're playing faster. Uh, again, there's just so much to like uh, from this team. Um, obviously, Van Vliet over-exceeded expectations, but he's legit. Uh, I was really high on him, and there's no reason to think he's not going to be quite as good. Uh, moving on to the other game, not a lot of whole takeaways from this one as far as like what we kind of learned. Uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, LeBron and AD didn't play well off each other. Uh, they passed the ball off each other a bunch. I think AD was like one of eight off LeBron's passes, and LeBron was two of seven. Um I know Tom Habistro had mentioned 17 post-ups for AD, which is an absurdly high number. Uh, and I know Zach Lowe used the term clunky, which pretty much fits the bill. But again, we, this is stuff that we knew. Besides Danny Green going off, um, which isn't going to happen a lot, um, those three guys are going to carry this team. And then after that, it's just going to be a mess. Uh, Rajon Rondo should be back. Alex Caruso should be back. I really don't want any part of any of those guys uh, besides those three. Uh, and again, Danny Green, if don't chase that Danny Green thing. He's got super high usage. I think he'll be really good, but not that good. Uh, and the Clippers, uh, Jermichael Green. And I thought the biggest takeaway over the over Tuesday was Montres Hale getting 38 minutes. That was a career high. I only played more than 35 minutes three times in his whole career. That was just a stunner. So, um, yeah, I mean, fire him up uh, until his price starts coming up. 
Um, just a total shocker to me uh, in a big matchup. So, uh, again, I, I tweeted he was probably the biggest winner from Tuesday. Um, Jermichael Green had all of his minutes overlap with Montrezl Harrell, so that's something to watch. If Harrell's going to play a lot of minutes, so maybe if Green, who shoots threes in space of the four well, he could be pretty good. Uh, Shamit busted. Uh, I've, he's really trended down after it was a buzzy offseason. Uh, Patrick Beverly's going to get a bunch of rebounds. Uh, and obviously Kawhi's insane. He had uh, 13 mid-rangers uh, over the, uh, or pull-ups, excuse me, uh, made eight of them. That was almost double uh, what Harden was making. Um, and yeah, it's just absurd. Uh, most of them were twos. Uh, Kawhi is really, 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 really good. That's kind of it. Uh, I don't really think Pat Patterson's going to start much longer. Uh, I think they'll probably go back to Harkless, who played great defensive stats. So I'd probably expect uh, Harkless to start. I think Patterson was more about just limiting AD and putting a big body out there to try to slow him down. Okay, so let's talk about a lot of games on Wednesday. I'm going to try to fly through this as fast as I can. Uh, just going to kind of go through talking a lot about substitutions. The Hornets, man. Uh, big win to start the season. A lot of offense. Um, you know, The second half was great, 66 points. They scored 30-plus in three of their four quarters. And the star of the show here, P.J. Washington, another guy, big winner of the preseason, said that all last week. And he came through. Uh, NBA record for rookie debut with seven threes. Uh, set the uh, Hornets franchise record for points in a debut as a rookie. Just outrageous numbers. 38 minutes. I'm buying. Uh, I think he's going to be legit. Again, um, Nick Batum's out, but he already Wally pipped him coming in. So big minutes. Big position flexibility. He checked out the mid first and checked back in for Cody Zeller with basically Marvin Williams playing next to him. So he'll play next to Marvin Williams as a 4-5. And then with the starters, with the 3-4-5 with Miles Bridges and Cody Zeller. So, yeah, P.J. Washington, again, he'll be, he won't be this good. Like, he's not going to shoot 7-11. Guy who didn't have much of a shot out of Kentucky. But uh, full on buying him. Cody Zeller, big man's out of the gate. Uh, they obviously do not trust Billy Hernan Gomez and Bismack Biombo. We kind of saw that in the tail end of last, at the preseason. Uh, and then the other star of this game is Devontae Graham. Ten minutes of overlap with Terry Rozier. Also had seven minutes of overlap with Kemba Walker last year in the 37 games in which Borrego used them together. So this is not different. And, I mean, really, it makes even more sense to put him next to Rozier, especially with Batum out. Uh, they don't trust Malik Monk. Uh, there's really nobody else this team is going to trust on the wing off the bench. So I think regardless, I think... Uh, Devontae Graham's going to get like 22, 23 minutes at worst. And then at best, we saw that 27, 28, 29, 30. Uh, there's going to be a lot of overlap. Uh, don't forget, Batum played 11 minutes, so that's out of this now. Um, I don't think they're going to call Michael Kid Gilchrist more than a couple minutes. They might even go to Martin um, to get him out there. But again, really, point being is I'm buying uh, both those performances. Dwayne Bacon usage rate up in the 30s. Um, big, big number. Another guy, again, we said all preseason, monster usage rate. That's going to continue. So these guys are going to get shots. Uh, Brazil will be better. We saw him play better in the late in the preseason. That's fine. Um, Miles Bridges, we said all along. Blocks are going to be there. They were. Uh, I expect him to be pretty good. Usage should start to climb a little bit. Had a slow start in the preseason. Missed a lot of threes. But I like him. Uh, Kobe White really cut into... Uh, Thomas Sadoransky, who's probably going to get dropped in a lot of leagues, and I, I really can't fight you on that, uh, especially with how well Kobe White's been playing. So um, he had checked in. Uh, it was kind of a wild substitution with him and Archie Diacono, um, mixing it up with a lot of three-guard sets. So the minutes are going to be there. Uh, for him to get 27 minutes out of the gate is a stunner. Uh, about a month ago, there was reports saying he wouldn't break the rotation. So 
he looks like he's set for a big role. Uh, and the other big story is knowing market and playing a lot of five uh, with Wendell Carter Jr. getting 28 minutes, uh, and then Luke Cornett getting seven in the in the backup role. So you're looking at about 12 minutes of glory at the five, and he's been really productive at that five spot. So that 35 and 17 is a little bit of the matchup, but I, I still think he's going to have a big season, um, especially uh, in which the way they're going to use him. Uh, Otto Porter, I'm still a little bit nervous about him. Also going to be managed, so keep an eye on his minutes. I don't think he's going to get to 33 for a little bit uh, until he shows he could stay on the floor. Uh, Zach Levine, really, really quiet start, but finished with a decent line, so um, not discouraged from Zach Levine at all. Another guy that got a lot of buzz in the preseason was Andre Drummond. Did not disappoint. Uh, 32 and 23, he was really the man. Uh, number one in season-long ranks, I know that much. But, yeah, he made 8 of 10 from the line. Like, you couldn't have asked for much more. Handled the ball a bunch. Checked out in the first quarter and looked like he was going to sit for the rest of it. But, nope, popped right back in there. Took Christian Wood's minutes. And Christian Wood was a massive dud. That's on That's on me uh, if you added him or started him for because of my tweets or whatever. It was my bad, yo. Uh, but, uh, Thawmaker was the backup to Markeith Morris. They ran a lot of small ball fours as well. So, um, I really don't want any part of that situation besides Andre Drummond up front. Uh, and then Reggie Jackson also hurt his back. He was limping off the court, so he could miss time for the game tonight. Uh, we'll maybe get some updates here. Uh, should get one pregame. But uh, obviously, the other star beside Drummond was uh, Luke Kennard for a career-high 30 points. Um, you know, mid I think 25 usage rate, 86 true shooting, if I remember, which is obviously not sustainable. And he's just so empty, man. This guy doesn't do defensive stats. Like, his per-36 steals were, like, seven steals last year doesn't rebound he had like only three assists per 36 last year so he has to shoot the ball really well um when his price starts coming up a little bit so i'm not really buying his production i thought Derek rose looked really good handling the ball and facilitating the offense uh, pretty much was straight back up to reggie jackson no overlap there but again jackson's hurt so uh, we'll see what happens with the uh, really tough spot here. Uh, we may see some Tim Frazier. That's probably they may even. St- I mean, it makes sense to start Tim Frazier uh, if Jackson's going to miss time. Um, and then yeah, it's kind of it. we saw some Bruce Brown pick and roll plays that look really good, which we saw in summer league. But yeah, Marquise Morris is also questionable tonight with a hand and that neck slash back thing that's been bothering him. Uh, Pacers again. Another thing we kind of saw over the season is Malcolm Brogdon had the ball a bunch, got a career high ten free throw makes. Uh, that was a really big story for a guy who shoots the ball extremely well from the line. That's huge, twenty two and eleven as well. So um, definitely feeling Malcolm Brogdon, uh, especially in good matchups. I think he's going to be a beast. Uh, and then all along, like we said, Demontis Sabonis and Miles Turner are going to be able to coexist. Uh, that happened. Uh, twenty seven and thirteen for Sabonis, twenty five and three blocks with nine boards. For Turner, Turner's jumper's nice. He had a really pretty step back fadeaway three that was just, it was one of the prettiest shots of the night, especially for a big man. So, um, fully buying them. Uh, substitution wise, it was pretty clean. We saw uh, a lot of Edmund Sumner kind of led the group. Um, he had some over, he checked in for Jeremy Lamb, but also had, I want to say, four minutes of overlap, four or five minutes of overlap with him. So, that's something to watch because TJ Warren did get hurt, has a hip injury, says he's going to play on Saturday. But this is TJ Warren here. Guy has never played more than 67 games in his career. Um, takes mad time to get over injuries. So, um, you know, don't take him at his word there. Um, also, didn't play great, which is fine. But uh, And Jeremy Lamb was a little bit quiet, but I think he'll be better, a little bit inefficient. But that's kind of it for those guys. Uh, moving on. Cleveland, tight front court rotation, which we like. A uh, lot of overlap. 12-minute uh, overlap with Kevin Love and his backup, Larry Nance. Larry Nance was really good. Uh, 14 boards, 
with nine points and a block, two assists as well. Good passing guy, good stat stuffing guy. So don't be deceived by Nance Jr. being off the bench. I think he's still going to get minutes. And this is a bad matchup for him. I mean, uh, Orlando's front court could defend. So uh, I expect him to be more efficient in the coming game. So uh, I do like Nance uh, before he starts to get hot. So he'd be a guy to look at uh, before everyone catches up. And then Tristan Thompson, again, big minutes there. Uh, he's going to get all the minutes he can handle until at least John Henson gets back. Uh, we know Ante Zizic is still out for a while. So uh, Kevin Love, also 18 boards. So those three guys are going to get minutes. Um, on the backcourt, heavy, heavy overlap. Uh, with Garland and Sexton, uh, 32, 32 minutes, uh, 30 minutes were overlapped with Sexton. So uh, Sexton played all his minutes with him. Um, that's kind of key to me. I think those guys are going to play a lot of minutes together. So keep an eye out on that one. Obviously, you're not going to play uh, Delavadova and Clarkson really behind them. I just don't see it. Uh, and then another another kind of surprise to me was uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, checking in for Jetty Osman in the first quarter. Really quick rise up the depth chart for him, uh, partly because Dylan Windler got hurt, but that was a surprise to me. So if somebody misses time, whether it be Osman or yeah, or, or Clarkson, I guess those I, I'd be looking at Kevin Porter Jr. Um, checking in at the three. Um, again, I didn't really expect, so good for him. Magic, not a lot of big takeaways here. Uh, kind of just a, a slugfest in this game. Uh, Jonathan Isaac only got three shots, had a real nice step through for his one make. Um, but he's not going to score a lot. He's going to need like when he goes off, it's going to be like twelve points, but big defensive stats and like ten boards. Um, yeah, foul trouble a little bit. I'm not worried. Uh, I think he'll still be fine. Uh, Vooch got big minutes. Thirty four minutes for Vooch is, is high for him. That's a good start. Uh, I don't think that's going to continue too much as the season goes along. Obviously, that thrashed Mo Bamba, who got the remaining scraps in the backcourt. Um, and again, uh, it's going to be kind of a three man forward rotation. With Gordon, Isaac, and Aminu, uh, we saw, uh, I believe, Gordon check out first and then sub back in for Isaac. I may have that backwards, but uh, that's how that went down with Aminu mixing in as the other guy. Uh, we did see some three forward perimeter guys mixed in as well with Terrence Ross chipping in. Uh, and then the other thing is Marco Fultz uh, picked up all the backcourt point guard minutes. Only had, I believe, three minutes of overlap with DJ Augustine, so that's something to watch eventually. But if he plays as well as he did yesterday... I uh, can't see why he won't get more minutes. So that's kind of it. Aaron Gordon was quiet, but uh, yeah, nothing really to, to reach on here. Moving on, uh, Wolves and Nets. Uh, what did we say all season? Uh, if, if I was, if people were mad at me about Drew Holiday being quiet in the first game. People were not mad at me for, for Carl Anthony Towns going berserk with 36-14, three steals, three blocks, three assists, and seven freaking threes. Just stud muffin, man. This is all what we said all preseason. They're going to use this guy all over the court on offense. They're going to run. They're going to do everything we want them to do. So, Cat, he won't be this good, obviously, but, like, he's legit. They ran at a 107 pace yesterday. Um, that's that's down from their preseason lead. So, yes, this is good. We, we love him. Uh, Roko's going to be good. Wiggins played a lot of minutes, and, and really one of the negative takeaways was Jarrett Culver. Uh, zero overlap. With Teague, Trayvon Graham, and and Towns, uh, I think it was like three and five with Rocco and Wiggins. So nothing really there. Three minutes of overlap from Shabazz Napier and Jeff Teague. I thought that was interesting, uh, especially when, that was in the fourth quarter too. So um, I think that's something that may be an issue, especially with Jeff Teague. Um, you know, says it, says himself he's not a hundred percent. So back to backs, um, you know, if you're looking for some cheap guys to play, Shabazz Napier. 
getting 21 minutes in this offense, uh, I could see him being sneaky valuable. Missed all six threes. Like, he's going to take a lot of threes uh, with how this offense is built. Uh, very much, you know, the Houston offense, which we heard Gerson Rosa say, right? So, yeah, um, if you're looking for cheap guys to play when you want to get squeeze Cat in there, you know, throw Napier out there. Hopefully he hits a couple threes. And, again, seven assists in 20 minutes is really good. It's all product of the offense. This is, we want up-tempo offense with a lot of threes. This is fantasy gold. So um, I think he's on the radar. Not quite buying Travion Graham. Possible revenge factor against his old team. But 35 minutes. Can't totally disregard that. Again, we've seen all offseason. Saunders and Rosas have said they're going to mix it up with their fifth starter. Whether it's him, Jake Lehman. Uh, may see some Akogi. May see some Culver eventually. May even see some Bonley. May see anything really in there. Depending on who they're going to play against. But yeah. Uh, Nets, Kyrie's insane. Best uh, start ever for uh, new team debut with 50 points. He's really, really good, and we knew he'd kind of really shine uh, on his first chance uh, for really his hometown team being a Jersey guy. Shout out to any new, ex-New Jersey Nets fans, which I was. But the uh, vert, legit, um, 20 points, five boards, four assists. This is kind of what we know. A uh, little bit of overlap with Dinwiddie and Tareem Prince. He, another preseason riser. He has totally dusted Rodion's Karuts. 41 minutes for a team high. Buy it. Uh, I'm all in on Tareem Prince. Really have been for two, three weeks now. Um, I don't think that's a fluke. Really, the other big takeaway, on top of the five overtime minutes, Jaron Allen split it against a tough matchup in Carl Anthony Towns. Split the regular, uh, regulation minutes, 31-17. That's a huge takeaway to me. So, uh, despite the inefficient offense... Five blocks in the steal. His blocks are so good. Had a beautiful block and a driving cat. Um, Allen, I mean, really, really big start. Missed all free throws, too. So he may be under the radar because he didn't really pop. But those minutes are, are really, really, really encouraging. Um, moving on to, I guess, what's probably the fun night of the night is Miami and Memphis. Fun because it was the top pace game of the night uh, at 114. And just a whole lot going on here. So this is uh, last night, just after the game. Eric Spolstra said he would have started Kendrick Nunn over Hero next to Jimmy Butler had Jimmy Butler played. Jimmy Butler missed the game for personal reasons. Don't know why it um, sounds like it's going to be okay. But Nunn's legit, man. First team all Vegas. Uh, scored 22 points per game over his six Vegas and Sacramento games. It's the most points scored of anybody in July. Uh, lit it up in a preseason. We saw the 40-pointer. This guy is good, man. Uh, I don't know how he slipped under the radar and how Miami just keeps finding dudes that nobody knows about, but I'm buying, man. He can really score at all three levels. Uh, I like the way he sets up his teammates. Again, the pace is huge, a little bit of a byproduct of Memphis, but yeah, um, uh, I'm buying. Like He's, he's going to be on the radar now, uh, especially even with, if Jimmy Butler's still out there. I still think he may be interesting. Uh, Tyler Hero obviously was was you know okay. We thought he'd be better uh, in 34 minutes, but 14 and 8, um, you know, None kind of stole his thunder, uh, being a little bit of a, a much higher usage rate um, and really dictating how the offense flowed. But Hero off the bench, I'm not worried about that. I still think he'll be able to carve out a really good role in the mid-20s. So he's fine. Uh, it seems it feels like Myers Leonard's just keeping the seat warm right now. Um, really looks out of place in the offense, other than just shooting threes and defending the big body guys down low. So he's really just a pure defensive guy. He doesn't really block a lot of shots. So, uh, And then Chris Silva really took over in the second half. Uh, helped this team pull away to keep Bam out of bios minutes at just 24. So uh, a little bit of foul trouble for Bam, but the reason why he didn't get up, up close to 30 was because the Heat had just pulled away 
uh, and they didn't need to put him back in there. So I would say he probably was looking at about 30 minutes, which is a little bit low. But no reason to worry about Bam Adebayo. If, if you are, I don't like know what's wrong with you. But um, Justice Window crushed. I expect him to take a hit when Butler comes back as well. Moving to Memphis. I think they covered everybody here. Uh, Dragic played well off the bench. Uh, that was the fewest overlap was with none with Dragic of all the rotation guys uh, in the perimeter backcourt. Um, in the airplane mode, got freaking gutted by foul trouble. Had the highlight of the night when he dunked on Valachunas as well. Uh, moving to Memphis. Um, yeah, um, you know, pretty solid uh, overall. I thought Brandon Clark played well. Biggest takeaway for me was four minutes of overlap from Tyus Jones and John Morant. Uh, they only played three minutes together in the preseason. So uh, keep an eye on that. I don't think Dylan Brooks played well. Obviously, this team got straight dusted in uh, the first unit. Uh, nobody played well in the first unit. Uh, and Tyus actually had a, a plus, uh, plus minus. Uh, him and Brandon Clark also. who I thought Brandon Clark looked so freaking good. Um, I feel like, I've said this before, I feel like he just needs to take over for Valachunas. Such a better fit. Valachunas is going to have minutes restrictions on him for a little bit. Uh, he just really stagnated the offense. So it, it just makes so much sense to, to start Clark and just bring JV off the bench. I feel like that's you know not a hot take anymore. So, yeah, uh, Marco Guterich was pretty good in garbage time. Nothing really to take away there. Kyle Anderson still looks pretty slow to me. Uh, and then John Morant, uh, just super athletic. He's going to have some big, big, big stat lines in the near future. Um, and then Jay Crowder, too, another guy who's going to be solid. Uh, probably get a little bit of a showcase uh, as the Grizzlies will for sure trade him at some point, uh, especially after getting blown out in their first game. Maybe be sooner rather than later uh, for any team that's looking for a power forward or combo forward. Maybe the, maybe the Knicks could use another power forward. Who knows? Uh, okay, so let's move on to a uh, game I just watched, Boston and Philly. Biggest takeaway, man, is Philly's defense is insane. Um, and then really the news that just happened as well is, and this Cantor kind of got rolled up, and he's out now. So we're looking at what should be mostly a split of Robert Williams and Daniel Theis at the five, mixing in a little bit of Grant Williams, who played some five in the preseason, just super position flexibility for him. Uh, even some talk about going small. Uh, with Jalen Brown as a four, that was a big topic about three weeks ago. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, and then also uh, Poirier, he may find a way to get minutes too. Um, another guy who had some buzz in the preseason, uh, big body guy. But I mean, takeaway here is like Robert Williams, man. Like he's gonna be super sexy without Cantor, just with this insane block rate. Hopefully, he keeps the fouls down. Um, they probably will, they'll probably start Dice just because I feel like that's. What Brad Stevens likes to do, he kind of trusts him more. Even called him like the most well-rounded center that he has. Um, so I don't know who they're playing, but uh, that could be something to watch. Let me take a quick peek here. Uh, they're playing Toronto, so yeah, you would probably want to start Tyson that matchup, and that's fine. Uh, I would still just take the time more, just because I think his upside's insane. Just hope he avoids foul trouble. And yeah, besides that, we kind of can't really get into much. Uh, Gordon Hayward looked good. He's going to get a bunch of shots. Got to the line 11 times, like we said. We really saw all offseason um, them talking about how his teammates were talking about how well he played. So uh, I'm kind of buying his strong play. Jason Tatum, big usage. Um, taking a bunch of threes again. So I like the shot selection. Uh, and then, yeah, Kemba Walker had a really tough night. Um, he said he got the shots he wanted after the game, which didn't look like it. Like, I thought he was pretty well covered. But yeah, don't worry about Kemba, man. Uh, tough matchup for him. I'm sure the Raptors are really trying to neutralize him, so not a guy I necessarily like tomorrow. But, yeah, just long haul. Don't worry about Kemba. He'll be fine. 76ers, man. Um, yeah. Um, no no threes for Ben Simmons. What the hell? <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, we know this. Like this front unit, this first unit is gonna carry them, um, and they did again. Uh, Matisse Thibault was really good off the bench. He is rising, man. Um, I feel like it's not gonna be very long before he's gonna get up to 26, 27 minutes, uh, especially when Embiid sits when they start Horford. And I said this like three weeks ago. Why not start Thibault, um as and just move Horford, move everybody up? You know, play Tobias at the four, Horford at the five. And then throw Thibel in there at the three. I feel like that's a really good defensive lineup that's both good inside and outside. Um, he's, he's just so good. Um, you don't need the offense with, with other guys around there. Uh, and Jay Rich is so good, which we knew. He was not healthy last year, he admitted. And he, he just locks everyone down, man. This guy's so good. So don't play anybody against Jay Rich. There's um, <laughs> kind of a big takeaway there. Uh, let's move on to uh, close game. Washington did cover here. Um, and again, this team's a disaster right now. Bradley Beal was one of eleven from three. Uh, he looks fine, nine assists. He, he's going to be better. We know he shot the ball well, even without John Wall. So I don't really think that that bad game is much. I'm going to read into. Um, this team's pretty much almost just as bad as last year, minus Troy Brown. Uh, and Rui Hachimura played well. Big minutes coming his way. Thomas Bryant again is going to get big minutes. We know those are really the the three safe guys. Uh, Mo Wagner, no overlap with Bryant. Played straight back up. We've, he did have some overlap in the preseason, so maybe that's something we can watch against bigger teams, um, you know, with bigger second, second units and stuff along those lines. Uh, Bertans again, you know, going to shoot a lot of threes, and that's kind of it, um, despite his best efforts. Um, Mavs, yeah, uh, Chris Stapps and Luca are going to carry this team. Lots of top of the arc threes from Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Um, didn't really do too much besides all seven of his threes were like at the top of the arc, you know, just camping out, opening up the floor. Did have a couple of nice drives, some dunks. Uh, looks healthy. Um, did have 29 minutes. Carlisle before the game said it's going to be at most low to mid 30s, so he kept his word there. And it's going to probably be a bit before he's getting, you know, 33, 34, if ever, uh, consistently that way, anyways. And we know he's going to probably be limited on back to backs, but overall, pretty strong play. Um, I probably won't be into him because he's going to have a short leash if anything goes wrong. But Luca, man, domination. Uh, also had a really high usage rate with his overlap with Porzingis last night, which we kind of saw early in the preseason. They had a lot of overlap with usage, high usage. And just look at these other guys that shot the ball around him. Maxi Kleber, one shot from the field. DeLon Wright, two. And then Courtney Lee was their number three usage guy <laughs> with five shots uh, in 16 minutes. Does it, it's going to be a mess, man. Like We're going to have to really figure out what's going on here. Uh, Seth Curry was also banged up. Uh, still knee injury. Was he, uh, Carlisle said he wasn't sure if he was going to play. So thanks for leaving off the injury report, jerk. Um, uh, and also apparently jammed his hand in the door. Uh, his fingers were taped up after the game, uh, during the game, and they said that after the game. So uh, I think Seth Curry is kind of the guy to watch. We saw Tim Hardaway. Tweak his ankle, did return. But, yeah, I think of all the guys I'm intrigued by, is going to be Seth Curry because this team's shooting a lot of threes. They shot uh, 36 last night, got to the line 33 times. So, again, another very modernized offense uh, headed to Dallas. But, yeah, uh, DeJuan Wright's not looking good, by the way. Uh, I would be very, very, very nervous if I drafted him in season long. Uh, let's start with the Knicks. Uh, started Alonzo Trier, which did not pan out, and then it didn't take long for Alfred Payton to start in the second half. Tremendous defense, I believe they had their 16 steals. I would have been, I remember, I think it's a season would have been a season high for them. So that was, um, you know, pretty good perimeter defense from him. I think Alfred's kind of got it locked down. Uh, I didn't think they maybe didn't want Payton to win it because he's kind of ball dominant and kind of mess up flows of the offense. So they really just want to 
hand it to RJ Barrett at the most ways that they can. And they kind of did. Like, even uh, Fisdale said, like, hey, I got to keep him down. Like, I want to, he's basically saying, like, I want to play him 40, but I got to keep him at 35. So, like, he is consistently going to be upper 30s. And for a team that's going to be trailing, a team that's going to have to play faster, a team that doesn't have too much around him. I mean, these are all like check, check, check on things we want for our fantasy players. So he'll have to fight off inefficiency. But RJ Barrett, clear runway for for massive stats this year. Um, I'm kind of all in on him. Julius Randle lived up to the billing as well. Another guy, just clear, clear runway. Mitch Robinson, sounds like he's going to play. Didn't play in the last game. So, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of it for that. Uh, Marcus Morris was really good. And then Bobby Portis soaked up some extra minutes, as I mentioned, without Mitch Robinson. But nothing really to take away from me there. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Is a, uh, looks like he's donezo, uh, unfortunately. He just hasn't played well, whether it be the back or whatever. Uh, it's just rough. Whenever, If you're in a position battle and you're hurt, like it, it's really tough to make some hay. San Antonio, big takeaways. DeJounte Murray, uh, he looked really good. Really sh- just like DeJounte Murray but before he got hurt. You know, Just going around everybody with one step. Um, passed the ball well with six assists, eight rebounds, three steals. I'm... Um, Definitely buying. Matchup help for sure. But DeJounte in just 24 minutes out of the gate. That's a huge, huge plus. So DeJounte, that's a big season coming for him. Uh, Trey Lyles started, which we kind of got a hint at uh, later in the preseason. Uh, he stepped up. 8 points, 11 boards. I wouldn't totally disregard that. But we know Pop, right? He likes to mix it up. He's going to probably play Pirtle uh, against more traditional fives. Like, say, Jokic. We saw him start. Pirtle against Jokic last year in the playoffs. So it's going to be real tough night in, night out. And then Brent Forbes just hits shots. Uh, and that's really this whole reason why Brent Forbes is starting. Uh, and Derek White is pretty much a straight backup uh, to DeJounte Murray. Uh, DeMar DeRozan a little bit out of out of sync his first game back uh, in a favorable matchup at home, which is tough if you used him. But it is what it is. He'll be fine. And then Marcus Aldrich, he's really pretty safe as it gets uh, as long as it's not a tough matchup for him. So that's kind of them. Uh, Rudy Gay light on minutes later than I thought, par- partially because of Trey Lyles playing pretty well uh, in the first unit. So just kind of a mess right now. Okay, see, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander career had 26 points. I believe he had all 25 through the third. Or, sorry, he had 25 of the 26 through the third. And actually, his 26 point was a mistake. Uh, he tried to miss his free throw on purpose, and it went in. But yeah. Uh, Really ran out of gas, and you could, if you watch the fourth quarter, he was just chilling in the fourth quarter. After the game, he admitted he was tired. So, yeah, 37 minutes for him. I'm buying all the way. I mean, if, if you've heard me ever before talk about the Thunder, I will talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander every time first. And, you know, n- not discouraged. He's going to beast. Uh, Steven Adams got the Rudy Gobert treatment, started out um, 0 with 7, I think he made his eighth shot, or 0 with 6, something like that. He was just shut down. Uh, as was Mike Conley. Get to him in a second. But uh, Gallows, everything else is kind of as we expected. I think the only other somewhat unexpected thing was Hamadou Diallo getting a little bit of late run. Um, had a lot of buzz in the preseason, so that's not, not really on the radar. But I think like if Schroeder or Chris Paul or hopefully not Shea um, or Ferguson with his good old zero shots misses time, I think that Diallo could be a guy to look at. It'll probably be men. Uh, and then Mike Mascala also soaked up most of the backup minutes. Noel got no burn, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, Jazz. Mike Conley, 1-16 from the field. Yikos. Um, did hit a free throw late to kind of ice it. Uh, so good for him there. 
Donovan Mitchell, man, I tell you, he's going to be really good this year. Uh, start, had a slow start, but just took over in the fourth quarter. This guy is just a scoring machine. So crafty. Uh, full in on Donovan Mitchell this year. Uh, and then also Bog- Boyan Bogdanovich tweaked his ankle. I thought he was out, man. Like He needed help off the court. He was walking real slow to the locker room when he was in the tunnel. But came back out, looked fine, was hobbled a little bit. You could tell it was bothering him. But uh, yeah, mad props uh, from coming back for that one. Uh, I mean, him, him and Tim Hardaway Jr., I thought they were both donezo. Uh, they both looked really bad injuries. But anyways, um, nothing really new besides uh, Royce O'Neal's legit. Uh, another guy I've always liked at men uh, if the matchups are right. Uh, and then Emmanuel Moutier uh, had some overlap with Mike Conley. Uh, really just strong play from him. We know Mike Conley is... is prone to missing games, and Moody can play off ball. We saw him do that, really grow last year as, an, as a Nick. So if Conley misses games, uh, I think Moody is not someone to totally ignore. Um, Dante Exum can't stay healthy again, so uh, I do like him. Joe Engels off the bench was a little bit quiet, perhaps more quiet than I would wanted him to be. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of fine. Uh, last couple games here, blowout in Phoenix. The, the Kings, man, their front court's such a mess. I want no part of this right now. Um, we saw Devin only played 14 minutes in the, in the front uh, at the center spot. 17 for Holmes. We saw two from Caleb Swanigan in garbage time. And then Marvin Bagley. I had looked it up. 14.5 minutes at, as, a C, as a center. So that could help your Ariza's and your... Barnes's and your Bogdans and all that, but there's still Nemanja Bielita there. Like, oh man, like I want, I want no part of this right now. So I mean, strictly tournament only, really for DFS and even for season long. Like I, I, I was full fade on Deadman. Uh, I did like Rashawn Holmes just because I think Deadman's and his weak ankles will eventually fall off. But yeah, this is ugly. Um, Darren Fox and Buddy Heald both got dinged up. Um, and I've said this before, like Darren Fox's splits with Bagley, once Bagley hit 30 minutes in January, they were bad. He was 4% worse from the field. It was pretty noticeable how he wasn't as effective. So uh, I, I'm not worried about Fox. Uh, they did have the back injury in the preseason as well. So uh, he kind of gets a pass, but uh, a little bit a little bit nervous to use him. Um, and, you know, if, Especially against the Suns, like to come away with that kind of line, it's pretty rough. Uh, but, yeah, Buddy's a beast. Like Got off to a red-hot start. Uh, he's he's just gonna smash. He's newly paid, so yeah. Um, Bagley's gonna be good, but that was a good matchup for him too. He should have actually been better than that. A lot going on here. We saw some Dario at the five for the Suns. We saw a lot of mixed bag. We saw some Ubre at the four. We saw a little bit of everything. So Kaminsky got some minutes. Mikel um, Bridges played next to Ubre. All these things we want to see. Uh, and Rubio was pretty good, double double, um, which. Which we saw in the preseason. That, that could take DeAndre Ayton to another level. Uh, 18 and 11 with four blocks. Uh, you know, big volume, eight of, 9 of 14. Didn't get to the free throw line at all. So um, Ayton's, Ayton's trending up. We always bash him for getting picked over Luka and Trey with the, the Suns not having a point guard. But uh, lots of like from Ayton, man. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely buying that. Um, and then Tyler Johnson and Javon Carter really locked down the backcourt minutes um, with... Ty Jerome out, who's out again. Uh, so I think that's not something to totally ignore. Uh, obviously, they both kind of exceeded expectations, uh, hitting some threes and all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, still not quite very clear um, besides Booker and Rubio and Aiton uh, and Oubre. Oubre is definitely locked into his role. But um, I expect Bridges to trend up with his great steals numbers. Foul trouble for Nikola Jokic. 
pretty much went goose egg in the first half and then went crazy in the fourth with 16 and other goodies. Um, but I think he only committed one foul in the whole second half after three in the first half. Like, why did you take him out, Malone? But they won, so can't second-guess him too much. Uh, we did see some Millsap at the five to really help offset that loss of Jokic. Um, yep. Uh, so that led to a little bit more of Jeremy Grant. I think Jeremy Grant's a cut uh, in season long. I'm not really buying him. Uh, Will Barton, um, strong, close to his preseason, carried it over. Career high 11 makes from the line for 19 points, 30 minutes. That whole undisclosed injury to start the year was weird, but he's over it. So uh, I'm definitely in on Will Barton again, guy who I really liked two years ago. Um, and then last year before his groin injury really derailed him. Uh, if you missed it, like they basically said he didn't handle his rehab right. Uh, which is, I think that's kind of why they dialed him back uh, to start the preseason. So, yeah, uh, Murray was quiet, but that's fine. Jokic is going to be better than this. Um, does look a step slow, for whatever that's worth, but yeah. Uh, okay, so Zach Collins was, you know, 31 minutes. That was a big takeaway for me, is Zach Collins getting 31 minutes. Uh, and also Hassan Whiteside, despite some foul trouble and uh, tweaking his back a little bit, um, still got 26 minutes. So that that's good. Uh, 16, 16 and 19 for him. And then we know Dame and CJ are going to crush. Uh, we saw some overlap with Simmons and CJ and Simmons and Dame, but not all three. That's bad. But that's probably good for Kent Bazemore, who got pretty good minutes. So um, interesting, you know. Uh, he, could, he could be pretty good, 25 minutes. Um, Mario Hazonia didn't really do anything. It was really bad. Uh, we, got, we know Mario could be the Wario version of himself many, many times over. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your night, enjoy your weekend, and enjoy basketball.